0: Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Lee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. Welcome to the fourth episode of Never the Lushly Persisted. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wrote that right on the spot, um, if you couldn't tell, it will be my new jingle, so stay tuned for that. Hi, welcome back, happy to be doing another episode, um, I'm not gonna lie, you guys, I am not feeling super hot right now, it is currently shark week, um, the crimson wave has hit once again, so... I need a little gratitude in my life right now. I need a little motivation and um just some uplifting energy. So I'm thrilled to be digging into that today. Um but first before we get into my gratitude list this week, I just wanted to say a huge thank you once again for all of the love and support I've received. Um you guys are incredible. I just love hearing your feedback and Um, love hearing from you and what is on uh, your gratitude lists for the week or if you relate to my gratitude list. So I just love and appreciate you all. Um, You guys literally make my day. Um, So yeah, so okay, number one on my list is I'm grateful for you guys. If you're feeling called to, maybe leave me a little review or follow me on instagram if you haven't done that yet at neverthelessly persisted okay let's get into the rest of the gratitude list for this week okay number two is fall in love alone by stacy ryan i have been obsessed with this song recently oof if you have not heard it I highly highly recommend I think she got her start on TikTok or not got her start but like that's I think where she really blew up um I'm obsessed with her her riffs ooh, baby our chef's kiss like they are so good and smooth and so technical and I want to learn them all and I will probably try them all like I think like her, and I'm also obsessed with Yeba, and uh, their runs are just like, ooh, they give me chills every time. So highly recommend that song. It's so good. Number three. Uh, Okay, I love this one. It is making new friends. Ooh, it is just so much fun to meet someone um, and like just have an instant connection or just instantly click. I've been recently meeting a lot of uh, new friends through other good friends of mine and I think that is just like the most fun thing because it's like you already know they passed the vibe check because like my friend is introducing them to me um and they're rad yeah I'm just a big fan of community and having so many different friends from so many different circles and yet all of those circles kind of connect in some crazy ways especially being in um, the acting industry. It's just kind of crazy how many circles connect. And yeah, I, I love my new friends. Oh, and I have to shout out one of my new friends, Juliana. She is so kind and so cool. And she was listening to my podcast and she said um, she loves the gratitude attitude and oh, I just, like, love that phrase. I think that is so cute. Yeah, so here's to continuing to have a gratitude attitude. Boom. Number four, I have supporting small businesses. Yeah! There are so many cute little um, shops and stores around Astoria that I am obsessed with and listen, shop small people. It is just so worth it. And I think when I wrote this, I was going to um, Astoria bookshop because mm, book nerd. Um, and I just love to support a small business. And um, uh, another favorite small business of mine over here is like the lockwood stores there's a like a a lockwood style which is like a clothing store then there is a lockwood paper which is all journals paper um cards and like stickers it's the cutest thing ever and then next to it there is a lockwood home store like if you ever need a quick birthday present or christmas gift or whatever like those are the places to go Ooh, they're so good Number five, okay, I wrote um, shitty New York bathrooms, specifically in bars. Yes, I understand that this is a weird one, um, especially because most public bathrooms in New York are disgusting, but I love the bathrooms that, like, you go into at a crappy bar, and there's, like, stickers on the mirror, and the walls, and graffiti everywhere, and they're, like, you know, people have been writing messages to each other. Like, I love it. I know the bathrooms are gross, but listen, it gives me something to read (laughs) while I'm doing my thing. And yeah, I just think it's just a fun vibe. And also sometimes you see small businesses like stickers and things on the walls too. And then I'm like, oh, note taken. I'll have to check that out. So (laughs) you never know what you'll find in these shitty New York bathrooms. You know what I mean? Number six, I wrote hair nights. Okay. So Spoiler alert, I am not a natural redhead. I know, you're shocked. I'm naturally blonde and, um, you know, those roots come in every six weeks or so and we got to touch them up. And who does that for me? (laughs) Mr. Maddie B. Raps, my um, awesome boyfriend. And I enjoy (laughs) these nights so much. I think it's maybe because, you know, with all of the love languages or whatever, you can qualify it as acts of service slash quality time. But I feel like I'm in such a vulnerable position when I am dying my hair, like I look like an actual thumb. And yeah, I just like feel so silly (laughs) looking at myself in the mirror, dying my hair. But I just, I, uh, I love the nights that we have together. Usually like Matt will throw on um, whatever sports game, sports ball game is ha- happening um, that night. And it's just like such a nice, relaxing time together, which I just like value so, so much. And um, yeah, it just feels very vulnerable and intimate. And who would have thought that uh, dyeing your hair could make you feel that? I think it also speaks to like my comfortability with him too. Like collegely would never ask my partner to do that because I would never allow my partner to see me <laughs> look like an egg. Um, but I mean obviously Matt and I live together so we're incredibly comfortable together. But, um, but yeah, I know it's like a really small thing but it means a lot to me. So thanks Matt. Okay, number seven, I think. So my final one on my list this week is comfort movies. Ooh, yes. Um, I love a good movie night. Um, as yeah, you could probably tell from, I think it was my first episode when I said stovetop popcorn was on the gratitude list. Um, but we had a little movie night this week. And my go-to comfort movie at the moment is Crazy Rich Asians. Wow. Wow. I think that movie is so beautiful and so fun and yeah it's a little cringy rom-com but I love every second of it and it's really been the only rom-com so far to make me tear up a little bit and if you've seen the movie it is that gorgeous wedding scene. Yeah, when the bride is walking down the aisle and and the aisle is flooded with water and they're panning back and forth through all of the people in the wedding, just all the couples looking at each other and everyone's crying and I'm crying and I'm eating my feelings. It's just, it's a good time. I enjoy it. Some other comfort movies that I have and love are Pride and Prejudice, Breakfast Club, Dirty Dancing, and uh sister act two back in the habit specifically i used to be obsessed with that movie when i was younger i mean obviously Whoopi goldberg but more importantly lauren hill oh my gosh i like grew up listening to lauren hill and i am convinced that she is the one that taught me how to riff um just listening to all of her badass songs um yeah big fan uh, even though she got into some illegal trouble, but we won't talk about that because she was great and Sister Act 2, back in the habit. Also, really embarrassing fun fact that I'm just going to lay out into the ether is so you know, well, if you've seen it, you know there's like the big number at the end, which is like a remix of Joyful Joyful, and they do this like really fun like 90s dance, um, and I know the entire dance. Yeah is it in my dance reel maybe (laughs) so if you don't know what i'm talking about uh please go watch it it's really great and nostalgic and i'm pretty sure it's on disney plus all right that's my gratitude list of the week wow i'm like wow already feeling so much better than i was feeling when i started this podcast so let's dive into some little thoughts that i'm having this week so this week i have been thinking a lot about perfectionism and hello, I am a recovering perfectionist. The first step is admitting you have a problem, right? So I wanted to kind of start off by defining perfectionism. I love a good definition. So perfectionism is the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. It's a noun. Woo. For the longest time, I have viewed my perfectionism as um, a superpower. I tried to convince myself that because of my perfectionism, it has allowed me to be incredibly observant, um, detail-oriented, and organized, and, and it makes me a better critical thinker of the work that I do. But this year, I have been really struggling with that mindset because, number one, it's just not true. I'm realizing that actually my perfectionism is hindering my work more than helping it. Because my big realization, revelation, whatever you want to call it, is that I actually do my best work in the mess, whether that's performing or just creating in general. My perfectionism actually hinders me from putting anything out there because I have this constant fear that it's not good enough, that it's not ready for other people to consume it. Like this podcast, for example, and how it took me a freaking year to get it out because I was like, it's not ready. I'm not sure um, if what I'm I'm doing makes sense or if people will like it or blah, blah, blah. So many different reasons. And the worst part of my perfectionism is it really – leads to a lot of negative self-talk. I am so, so incredibly hard on myself because of it. And I obviously believe that there is always room to grow and that I am constantly learning and staying curious about so many different things in this world. But that doesn't mean that I have to be perfect at everything I do or, or pick it up right away. Like, I can be bad at things or I can be mediocre at things and that's good and that's okay. But that's a really hard concept for me to wrap my brain around <laughs> because I'm like, why do something if you're not perfect at it, if you're not really good at it? But also, that's a ridiculous thought to think that I'm just going to pick something up and just instantly be amazing at it. Like, that's not how the, the world works. Like, have you guys heard of the 10,000 hours rule where basically... In order to become an expert at something, you have to, you know, practice or work on said thing for 10,000 hours. Like, I'm not just going to be able to pick up pottery um, and be really good at it because I haven't worked on it for 10,000 hours. I could be naturally good at something and work off of that talent, but I'm not just going to be, you know, the best potterer. Potterer? Hmm. Hmm. Sure, I'm not going to be like the best pottery artist in the world off of one class I take. Shout out to Ghost. Anyway, this thought sparked because I was going over uh, some video footage of... Myself working in a once again JWS class, and I was working on um, some material from Anastasia, the musical. And basically, we were coaching the song, and I was really getting in my head about how I sounded vocally, which was um, inhibiting me from focusing on the acting. And there was just a lot of moving bits and pieces, but anyway i remember that moment as being so bad like i just was in a really low spot as a performer and i remember thinking like you don't sound very good this is like the worst material that you've ever presented before you should have practiced more um you know all of those bad negative self-talk moments were happening but looking back on this footage i sounded fine Like, sure, could I have been louder on this one note and added a little bit more vibrato? Yeah, but I was being way harder on myself than what I was actually presenting to the class. And I guess I was just a little sad looking back on it because I'm like, Ashley, if you got out of your head a little bit more, if you let yourself live in the mess, you could have gained so much more from that class. You could have focused on other things You could have focused on the acting and your intention a bit more and actually took in what um, my teacher was saying because I just was so focused on what I was doing wrong. My perfectionism in that case didn't allow me to live in the moment. It didn't allow me to listen and actually take in everything that was being said. And then I was going through other footage of other characters that I was working on and I found that when I did my best work, it was when things were thrown at me and I didn't have time to think. So it's like, you know, in a callback or an audition, you get a readjustment or a different note of like, hey, maybe do the song again, but um, try this instead. And in those moments, I really thrive because I have no room to think about what I'm doing wrong. I'm only thinking about, oh, hey, I can actually change this intention or or try this line in a different way. And this can apply to so many different things in my life. For example, um, I could be working on a graphic design project and I'm crunched for time and I just have to get a bunch of ideas out on paper and that doesn't give me any time to judge what I'm making or Another example is when you're in a new social situation and you're like, oh shit, I said something that was awkward or wrong and I'm inside my head thinking about, hey, you shouldn't have said that when I'm not listening or taking in the, anything else that the other person is saying because I'm so worried that I did something wrong or I should have done something different. And I am so tired of living that way. And to be quite honest, I don't really know what the solution is. I've been trying to just give myself more grace um, to to remember to breathe and, and take a moment. Um, I'm getting a little emotional right now because it feels like such an uphill climb. But something that I've been starting is when I journal in the morning, um, I write down things that I am... Proud of myself for doing um, and it kind of sparked from writing that love letter to myself because i was like yes i love this this letter i'm having a moment here cars and you're kind of ruining it anyway i loved the letter idea because it's something that i could always come back to but i needed A little bit more accountability for myself. I needed an actual daily ritual to remind myself that I'm proud of what I'm doing and that I'm on the right path and I'm doing everything that I can because I feel like I focus so much on what I am not doing. Like at the end of the day in my bed when I'm about to go to sleep I'm like okay here are the things that I need to do tomorrow when instead I actually need to remind myself of all the things that I did accomplish in the day because I'm just like so tired of the mindset of not doing enough. So yeah, that is what I am practicing this week. This perfectionist mindset is something that's really difficult for me to overcome and obviously it will take a lot of time because I have had 25 years of being a perfectionist, but this year I'm really trying to be kinder to myself and give myself grace. And if you are a perfectionist like myself and you have any tips or tricks on how to overcome that mindset and get rid of negative self-talk, please hit me up. I would love to hear your thoughts um, and apply them to my own life. (sighs) Okay, yeah, those are my thoughts this week. It's a big thought, but it's an important one and I... Hope that you got something out of this episode. And if you feel the same way, please reach out. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And continue to focus on gratitude and the the things that you are thankful for in your life. You can find me on Instagram at neverthelesslypersisted, And yeah, so thankful for you guys. Okay, bye.